Best of the Best Silver Laurel Award from Mercedes-Benz is one of the most prestigious honors that Mercedes-Benz gives to their dealership. Welcome, everyone, to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. I'm your host, Sam Dark, and here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Hey, everyone, an action-packed Driving Vision podcast this week. Ziegler sponsored NASCAR race car driver Josh Balicki joins the podcast to discuss last week's race at Circuit of the Americas. Josh is making progress driving his NASCAR vision these past several races. In fact, did you know Josh was recently ranked second at COTA by NASCAR for passing differential, which means Josh is now second only to driver Brad Kozlowski as the best passer in NASCAR. We're excited to see Josh's progress over these races. Speaking of passing, today we'll also talk with Ziegler Auto Group salesperson at Plainwell Chrysler, Ryan Budnick. Ryan is a record-holding collegiate runner, and he'll join us April 24th for the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon. But first, Ziegler's Hoffman Estates Mercedes-Benz was recently awarded Mercedes-Benz prestigious Best of the Best Silver Laurel Award, presented to select top Mercedes-Benz dealers nationwide. Let's turn now to the team at Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates for more on that prestigious award. Hey, everybody, welcome to a special edition of the Driving Vision Podcast. So as part of this podcast, we acknowledge people that are driving big visions in the world and as a result, changing the world. So with me today is CFO Ziegler Auto Group, Dan Scheid. Dan, welcome to the show. So Dan, today we get to acknowledge a store within the Ziegler Auto Group that truly is driving vision in the automotive space. Tell us a little bit about this store and the award they received as a result of that driving vision, Dan. Yeah, Sam, thanks for the opportunity to share this information. We do have some very exciting news today to share about one of our dealerships and more importantly about the employees and what they've accomplished at this dealership. So the best of the best Silver Laurel Award from Mercedes-Benz is one of the most prestigious honors that Mercedes-Benz gives to their dealerships. It's reserved only for the top Mercedes-Benz dealerships in the country. And our Mercedes-Benz dealership located in Hoffman Estates and our team there accomplished this great feat in 2021. So this award, it recognizes the best dealerships as the top performing Mercedes-Benz dealerships with superior performance and customer satisfaction, the overall sales experience, exceptional performance in parts and sales, parts and uh, service, and superior leadership with the management team, the operations, the dealership. And important to note, Sam, is less than 20% of the dealerships in the country receive this award. So eight out of 10 Mercedes-Benz dealerships in the uh, country are pursuing this award. They want to accomplish this award, but the standards are so high that only two out of 10 get it. And our team at Hoffman Estates, Mercedes-Benz accomplished this award. Congratulations to the entire team at Hoffman Estates Mercedes-Benz, where the logo Mercedes-Benz, Dan, is the best or nothing. And that team has truly proved this past year that they are the best, period, nothing else stated. So with us today, Dan, is Mike Conley, General Manager of Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates, Bill O'Hara, VP. Welcome, Mike and Bill, both. And Mike, would you introduce who you have in the room with you to talk a little bit about this distinction, this honor, and this award? Sure, Sam. It'd be my pleasure. To my immediate right here, you've got Charlie Troush, Finance Director for uh, really the whole campus up here, but uh, spends the majority of his day here at uh, Mercedes-Benz of Hoffman Estates. To his right, you've got uh, Gary Greco, Parts Manager, key member of our team, and Bob Sullivan, Service Director here at Mercedes-Benz of Hoffman Estates, another key member uh, on our team. Welcome, everybody. So, 
This is an exciting thing. How did you find out that you had won the award, Mike? We were notified in an email probably back about maybe six weeks ago. Yeah. We knew we were very close to winning it. We really won it in our first year of eligibility, which is everybody knows what's been going on in the world the last, call it 24 months since we went through the buy-sell here. So that's what I think makes it all that much more special to not only myself, our team here, everybody on the team and all the departments is that despite everything, we rose to the occasion and we did great thing. And nobody ever made an excuse about anything thing we were dealing with that everybody rose to the challenge, which was the best part. So Mike, first year of eligibility, you win it. Had the prior organization ever won it? Do we know? It's probably been, we were talking about it, but it's been about 10 years or so. Every bit of so 10 years. So a long time. Mm-hmm. So it took a drastic shift in the way that we deliver to our customers and each other every single day in order to achieve and accomplish it. Mike, as you think about this award and this distinction, are there stories that stand out among your team of areas or ways in which your team has exemplified this ethic over the past year in 2021? Well, I just think that coming in here, you know, after the buy-sell, we had a pretty clear mission, I think, and that was kind of be a disruptor. You know, what was then was then, what's now is now, and we all accepted that challenge. You know, we had a a merging of a couple different teams. Charlie, for instance, been with the organization 12 or 13 years prior to making the move over here. I'd been here five myself, coming from another brand, spending most of my life with another manufacturer. Uh, Bob Sullivan was the incumbent, so to speak, was here when we got here, and Gary came down from the other organization. And just uh, the way the team gelled as quickly as we did is a testament to them. And I think that just overall, everybody's so happy to be part of this, be part of the Ziegler Automotive Group, be part of Mercedes-Benz of Hoffman Estates that we just wanted to take this thing to the next level and beyond. And it happened. So Charlie Troush, Director of Finance for Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates, as you think about ways that you're delivering to the customer in 2021 that are worthy of this award, what are a couple of things that you do that help you to serve our customers the best or nothing? Charlie. Well, I think that uh, you have to have uh, meaningful but deliberate processes for our guests. And when one of our guests comes into our dealership, we uh, do our very best to make sure that obviously they felt valued and welcome. Um, you know, we spend an enormous amount of money on advertising and, you know, you don't get uh, more than one opportunity to make that impression, whether that's face-to-face in the showroom or virtually. And I think how we deliver virtually is just as important as how we deliver a one-on-one, specifically in this space, this marketplace. And, you know, I'm, I'm very sick and tired of talking about COVID, but it did <laughs> give us an opportunity to yeah. uh, kind of reinvent the wheel in F&I and uh, do a lot of the process virtually and and, uh, I think that's changed our industry and those that kind of embraced that change and those that dealt well with all the adversity that was around them and, and kind of came to work every day. And, uh, you know, we, we have a very positive work environment because of that. I think the mindset here is to kind of exemplify our mission to deliver the best or nothing. You absolutely do that. And actually, it's interesting. I think Dan can vouch that one of the most terrifying prospects is we having our own friends and family coming to us saying, hey, we want to buy a car from somewhere. Right. And the big litmus test of a good organization is can that organization truly deliver a car to a friends and family and have them leaving outrageous fans? And I would tell you, Charlie, as a compliment to the entire team there at Mercedes-Benz, in the last couple of months, my friends and family have bought two cars, one that's drop shipped to Kansas, and you provided a remote experience second to none that caused my friend John Carl to leave raving reviews across social media. And they were legitimate, sincere reviews, not just because of who I am and how I'm related to the organization. And then the other experience was my next door neighbor in the West, many states away, who sold a very expensive car 
car to and had it shipped. And both cases, absolute raving fans, not only at what they ended up purchasing and the price they were able to get it for, but the entire experience from start to finish. So being able to deliver that experience digitally to those that need it or direct to those who need it is just super crucial and important. So, hey, Bob, as you think about delivering an extraordinary experience to your customers in the service department, that's a key part of this award. What things have happened this past year among you and your team that have that define this award? Thanks for the opportunity to tell you about it, Sam. We've got a, uh, a lady, Karen Mulcrone, in our appointment department, and she got a call from somebody who'd purchased a very expensive car. It was a Mercedes-Benz recreational vehicle. They're very difficult to work on. They're giant vehicles. And this family was traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast on vacation and had called all these different dealers from Indiana through Chicago. Nobody had time to get them in, regardless of what their scenario was. When they got hold of Karen... And Bob, we're talking about an RV, a Mercedes-Benz RV built on the popular Sprinter platform, right? Exactly, like, yes. Sir. These are the things of cult legends. So not only do we sell those, have those available, but like customers seek these out all over the world, not just all over the country. So there's a family traveling, having a tough time finding a way to get service. Go ahead. Right. And they get a check engine light on and it's reduced their speed to 30 miles an hour and it's going to shut the van down in a little bit. And Karen, who's very typical of most of the people in our service department, assured them that they could bring it immediately, gave them the best directions on how to get into the dealership. And then after she got off the phone with them, went out to Gary's parts department, made sure that we uh, were prepared for this customer to come in because the repairs are, are fairly typical. And uh, she made sure that service technicians were ready to go when the vehicle got here. Within three hours, they were back on the road, ready to do their uh, their vacation That's in a awesome. happier way. People created, a, like you said, we created a fan more so than just a customer. So Bob, it's fascinating. You mentioned that like it's 30 miles an hour and then it could shut down. Like, is that a safety feature in the Sprinter, these all popular Sprinter vans and RVs that cause it to run at a low speed for a period of time before it has an issue? They don't want to have a failure at high speed. Yeah. So the van, it reduces speed so that if something does happen, it's safer to get That's awesome. off the road. What a great safety feature that is. And what a great story. And I'll tell you, my son wants one of those more than you can believe. And he doesn't know how little he can afford it. Right. So that's one of the most popular RV travel. There's magazines written on that. So that we uh, serve our customers in such an extraordinary way in particular with that is just awesome. So next up, Gary, would you share with us how your department and area has exemplified this over the past year? Good morning, Sam. Good morning. I would say the, the biggest part for us was being proactive rather than reactive to the situation, what's going on. Yeah. Mike and, and Aaron were kind enough to let us increase our inventory and uh, that way we wouldn't be left in, in the hanging when all we when all, when we needed all these parts. And it's just the teamwork that goes on with the service department, with the sales department. Sometimes it, it could be us versus them. Here it's not like that. Yeah. So the service department is giving me, hey, ideas. Hey, we may need these parts in the future. So we try and get them ahead of time. That way we have them in stock and ready to go. To your point about it being a team effort, I don't know that there's too many stores where you can walk in and it feels like an adult Disneyland, right? So you talk about extra inventory, the cool stuff that you guys have on the showroom floor, even at a time when other dealers are standing and guarding empty car lots 
for fear of, you know, inventory shortages. It's Disneyland at Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates. You can come on the showroom floor. Mike, what's the most expensive car that you have on the showroom floor today? Uh, it's a GT Black Series. It's a six $700,000 car. And you can see that if you can get somebody to lift the curtain off it. It's a beautiful exactly. vehicle. There's multiple yeah. of those, right? And a great selection of G-Wagons. The Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates location is the largest G-Wagon. I heard this, Mike. I don't know if it's true. The largest retailer of G-Wagons in the entire country. Is that true? That's absolutely correct. You know, when we got in here, it wasn't just about taking care of our own market area. You know, stick a pin in Hoffman Estates and go out 30 or 40 miles or even Chicago or just the region. We wanted to take this nationwide. And whether you go from the northern tip of Maine or to the southern tip of California, we want to people know this is a destination for not only those vehicles, but anything Mercedes-Benz sells. So we took it to a whole new level with that. So that, that's been fun. And when we talk, when Charlie talks about coming to the customer where they want to be and delivering an incredible digital retail experience, you also do that in service, Bob. So you may see vans driving around that talk about Hoff Estates Mercedes-Benz coming to you for things as mundane as an oil change or as dramatic and big as a recall. You're not telling a customer they have to come to the adult Disneyland that is Hoffman Estates Mercedes-Benz. You'll actually bring Disneyland to them. And uh, so to the customers that may see those vans driving around the Chicagoland and even in broader areas, wave to those vans, Bob, because they're out there, right? They are. We've got six on the road right now and uh, probably be bringing more. That's awesome. So, Bill, how does this make you feel as the VP of the operations and one that's had purview over this entire Mercedes-Benz experience as, as it's grown over the past several years? Any comments you would share with the team on receiving this award? Well, is as proud as I am of the team for achieving the award, the Silver Laurel Award. I got to tell you, when we started this journey 25 months ago, ago or so when we acquired the store, just the employees. I mean, we kept everybody that we had and the quality of employees that we took over was just amazing. And we what they do each and every day and the culture and the vision and the attitude of our entire team goes right through the customer. And you can see that in everybody is together as a team and it means it means a lot. I mean, these guys in this room that we see on the screen there, those are guys that get it done each and every day and our leadership team is just absolutely outstanding. And, and we're all together, we're all on the same page and it's just exciting to be part of it. And as, as Aaron always says, you know, it's great to be on the offensive side of leadership yes. as we roll through and the award is just another feather in our cap uh, for what we've accomplished here in our first year of eligibility. So, hey, Mike, everybody who's familiar with the podcast knows that the seminal question of this podcast is, how are you driving vision today and changing the world with that vision? So as you think about Mercedes-Benz, Hoffman Estates, how are you driving the fit vision this year and over the next five years that's changing the world and the way your customers are serviced, Mike? Well, I just think that overall, ironically, I just got done doing some homework for a coaching call that we got next week. And it talked about delegation versus empowerment. And everybody that's in this room and certainly every member of our team, they're not just teammates. They're uh, business partners, and that really comes from the top down. You know, Aaron and Dan, and we're certainly given the resources to do everything that uh, we need to do, and I try and instill that. And everybody that's here on this team is, you don't have to check with me all the time. You know, we've got enough visionaries in this room that want to experience the growth themselves, and that's what makes it special. They're not sitting there waiting to be told what to do. You know, whether it's a service advisor in the lane, they've got some latitude to make decisions to take care of customers. They don't need to check to make decisions based on a dollar. Certainly, we'll talk 
talk about it, you know, but in the, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the customer experience is paramount here and that we get brand advocate people that are advocating for the brand, for the dealership, because people can go anywhere and buy a car. We want them to buy them here at Mercedes-Benz of Hoffman Estates and buy from the Ziegler Automotive Group because we think we're second to none. And like the manufacturer says, it is the best or nothing. We're not aspiring to get anywhere like some manufacturers say that we want to do this, want to do that. When people come in and look at this brand, there's a certain expectation in service, in parts, in sales, in F&I, and we have to live up to that. And everybody accepts that role. They, you can't have a day off, whether it's mental, physical, they have to want to do that. And it's got to come from within. You can't force it on them. And I think we've got a great group of people here that totally buy into that vision, that philosophy. And we just feel like it's the tip of the iceberg. We, we got a lot left uh, that we all want to accomplish. I think I speak for everybody when I say that. So what I love about your comment and the nodding heads around and behind you is the passion and enthusiasm which with your entire team engages every single day. Mike, I truly mean it that there's no place that's more fun to visit than Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates if you want a pickup and you want to be greeted warmly and you want to have a great experience. So I can imagine no better store receiving this award, not only Mercedes-Benz, but any franchise out there. And before I give Dan Scheidt, CFO Ziegler Auto Group, the final word to you, Mike, to you, Bill, Charlie, Gary, and Bob, I just want to say thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for the attention to detail with our customers for delivering a second to none experience to every single customer who comes through that door. You are driving vision within the Ziegler Auto Group and you are holding a high standard for every single one of us. Uh, so thank you for all you do every day. Dan Scheid. Yeah, thanks guys. You know, Bill and Mike, you guys said it really well. You know, it takes an empowered team to make it happen. You know, to achieve the best of the best Silver Laurel Award, Mercedes most prestigious award, it takes the sales department and the service department and the finance department and the administration and the accounting. It takes everybody all working together as a cohesive team to accomplish such a great achievement. So Bill and Mike and Bob and Gary and Charlie, on behalf of the Ziegler Auto Group, I want to congratulate the team at Ziegler Mercedes-Benz of Hoffman Estates for achieving such a great prestigious award. This is meaningful for our employees. It recognizes them for all their great performance. It's also meaningful for our customers, recognizing them for our loyal, their loyalty and their commitment to Ziegler. So thanks guys, great job. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Hey, everybody, back with us today's NASCAR race car driver, Ziggler sponsor, Josh Balicki. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Absolutely. So, Josh, last we checked in with you, you were about to go to Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas and race. Tell us a little bit about Circuit of the Americas, how that race went. Yeah, so Circuit of the Americas, Coda for short, is a very unique track. It's a Formula One track here built in Austin, Texas. Uh, for the longest time, it was the only track that Formula One visited in our country. So it's a unique track. We, uh, NASCAR Cup Series first race there last year in 2021. It was a complete rain race last year. So this was my first time going there in the dry. It's been on my list for a while, honestly. Road courses are my background in racing. It was my first road course of the season, NASCAR's first road course of the season. So it was uh, very high on our list. Just a learning weekend for us though, but we definitely punch above our weight. We beat a lot of, I mean, a lot of Penske cars, Gibbs cars. We finished 22nd. So at the end of the day, that was a good day for us. A great points day. It was a fun race and we learned a lot before we go to the next road course, which is in June. So we have a little bit of time, but it was a, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Lots of TV time for us. And it was a, uh, it was a fun weekend. There was a lot of TV time. And in fact, at the very beginning yeah. of the race, Fox opened the coverage right in front of our pit stop, right in front of the car. So you had prime viewing space. And then there were multiple times throughout the race where camera focused on you, which was an absolute fun thing to see. And speaking of the forum circuit of the Americas, that's kind of a unique place. We saw the truck race. We saw the Xfinity series, but then there was also, was it Porsches or was it uh, Lambo? 
Turbos or there, there was another type of a car that was running the race that weekend? So last year, 2021, the Lamborghini series raced with us this year. 2022, this year, they weren't with us, but last year there was. So a lot of times. Okay, so maybe they were playing old coverage because I saw Lambos racing. Was that from last year? Probably from last year. But yeah, a lot of times on, on road courses, you'll get basically different series in addition to NASCAR come in and race with us. So for example, Road America race weekend, which is 4th of July weekend this year, there's going to be other series other than just NASCAR racing at the road course. And I think that makes it really unique. You know, when I was still kind of coming up from amateur racing, I looked at a lot of those support series and they're called support series because they're kind of supporting the NASCAR race series. You know, there's a Trans Am series, there's Lamborghini Super Trofeo series, which is what you guys saw. And it is a very unique track because it's one of the only tracks where these other series races on the track. So a lot of times they try to combine these schedules and make it the most fan friendly event. So it was interesting, Josh, there were several times during the race, I was listening to your radio scanner and listening to you talk to your crew. It's exciting to hear that conversation between you and the crew. You really work together as one team and the crew does a great job of warning you about what's coming up in terms of wrecks and obstacles and things like that. Were there any close calls this past weekend at Circuit of the Americas where you were almost caught up in a wreck? There were, honestly, which is not a, it's not uncommon for this year, I think, for us to dodge wrecks. But yeah, so a normal oval track will have one spot. Reed Sorensen, he's my spotter full time for the season. Now at a road course like Coda, Circuit of the Americas, it's a long track, three and a half mile track. There's not many points on the track where you can see the whole track. So we had three spotters this last weekend. Uh, my spotter, Reed Sorensen, was in the best position where he could see most of the track, but it's still, he only sees 14 corners and, or four corners. It's a 19 corner race wow. track. So we had three spotters. So Coda is a very unique track because it has a lot of long straightaways leading to very, very narrow hairpins. I mean, turn one, you go from 160, 170 miles per hour down to 30 miles per hour, wow. which is slow. Yeah. And it's a wide racetrack that just kind of t- tunnels and funnels in. And before you know it, you're making this really hard left-hand corner. So it's very inviting for drivers to come in and make dive bombs and go four or five wide, which you saw a lot at the restarts. Well, at the same time, you can't fit four or five cars through there. So no. sometimes you'll make contact. Sometimes there'll be a car sitting there spun. And there were probably two or three three times where you're just basically in a sea of race cars and all of a sudden the sea parts and there's just a race car sitting there facing you not moving and it happened to me a couple times where honestly just quick reaction time kind of steered me out of the way and we were able to finish race luckily there were no real severe crashes here you know in the past past couple of races this year we've seen some pretty hard wrecks this one most of the cars finished the race and uh i think at the end of the day the finish was exciting too so it was interesting because on some of those hairpin turns you talk about it almost seemed like drivers intentionally in some cases went off the track and then came back on it like like it was pretty exciting because it looked like many people were almost going to wreck and and oftentimes they'd spin out and just join back in the track which doesn't happen a lot in the oval right no, there's not much room for mistakes. I mean, there's walls on ovals. Yeah. At this track, there's a lot of room for, I mean, there's gravel pits. There's a lot of excess runoff area. So that is one thing that makes these tracks a little bit more inviting as well, because there's a lot more room. If a driver does push to the limits, but goes over the limits and makes a mistake, yeah. chances are they're not going to hit the wall. Whereas on an oval, they're probably going to hit the wall. So that's why I think you saw some drivers maybe make some really risky moves because they knew the outcome wouldn't be as bad as it would be on an oval. Yeah. So your reaction time is extraordinary that you've avoided race crashes, big ones at Daytona, at Atlanta, here as well. We're going to get a chance to test our reaction time to yours coming up. Ziggler, Kalamazoo Marathon, April 23rd and 24th in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Tell us how we'll be able to test our reaction time against yours, Josh. So you guys are bringing a fit light, which 
which I'm super excited about. A lot of NASCAR drivers, a lot of athletes use these fit lights basically just to progress their reaction time, to better their reaction time. You know, I can't always drive a race car. I can't go and hop in a race car right now. Unfortunately, I would love to. So we have these tools called fit light basically to help progress our reaction time. We're excited because we're bringing that to you guys, the Kalamazoo the Marathon on April 23rd. I'm going to kind of set a baseline and we're going to see if you guys can beat it. Sam, I know that you're going to try to set a baseline too. And I know I'm you're going to set one on the low end. Yes. <laughs> I, I know you're competitive. I'm so competitive. I, I wouldn't doubt if, uh, if yours isn't as far off as you think, but it's going to be exciting. You know, a lot of family will be there. You know, family, it's going to create a lot of bragging rights for some of those family members. <laughs> That's right. Team Ziegler is competitive too. Yes, they are. Yeah. The entire team is. We're super excited to uh, have you there and join us at the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon. So another thing that I noticed at Circuit of the Americas is there's some press coverage because one of your engineers got ejected <laughs> pre-race. Tell us a little bit about that process for our listeners who may not be aware of what happens. You actually saw some pretty big name drivers that lost team members as a result of violations. Did you break rules, Josh? And what's that all about? Well, NASCAR teams always try to get the most out of their cars. NASCAR sets rules and there's only certain limits that they allow tolerance for how the body's hung because these, these are not, they're not like street cars. You know, the body can be hung and be a little bit different on each car. So every single team in the NASCAR Cup Series are competitive. They want an advantage, you know, an, an advantage, just a body hung just can create a little bit more aero. So we always try to get the most aero out of our cars. We know there are times where maybe we get a little bit too much and we have to go back and try to refine that and get it back into what NASCAR allows. And unfortunately, yeah, at Circuit of the Americas, we went through two times before passing. So we went through three times, but after the second time, they basically ejected crew chief or uh, an engineer for, for the week. And so unfortunately we were without my engineer. Now the week before in Atlanta, Brad Kozlowski, co-owner of Roush Kozlowski Racing, very similar circumstance, except for he failed three times. And then after the race, NASCAR took the parts and took his car back to their R&D center. And they found that they moved something a little bit too much. And they actually fined him $100,000, docked, I think, 50 points, driver points. So it really put him in a hole. So while, you know, an engineer getting ejected for one race isn't ideal, you know, we at least aren't at that same level as Brad Kozlowski. Right? So in NASCAR, it's almost like a pass interference call in football, right? So you want to defend that pass, you don't want the receiver to catch it. And it's kind of balancing that line between blocking the pass and then getting the penalty called. So uh, nicely done. And then you also raced the Xfinity series this past weekend and you got spun out in a pretty dramatic uh, crash. So you've avoided a lot, but you got wrapped up in one this weekend. Anything you want to say about that one? Well, fortunately, we had a very fast race car on Saturday. I feel like we had a top 10 car. With the new NASCAR practice schedule, we only had 15 minutes of practice and then a very quick qualifying. We had a very small issue in practice practice that kind of limited what the car could do, just a steering issue. We fixed it after qualifying, but because of that, because we touched a car after it already went through tech, we had to start dead last. So we started last, made our way into the top 20, had a bad pit stop, fell back, came back forward, got spun out in the middle of the race under caution, which isn't even what you're talking about. That set us back. And then with six laps to go, we restarted 35th, worked our way up to the top 15, was going to have a great points day, a good finish after everything we went through. And there was a competitor who he made things right now, but at the time I was, I was very hot. He um, he didn't like how I raced him. Oh, did he? He did. Okay. Um, what did he do? Is it public? No, he just kind of, him and his father out of their way to basically make things right cool. with our race team. That's cool. um, at the end of the day, he didn't like how he was being raced. Yeah. And I guess I was just kind of the final nudge. When he was behind me, he was using his bumper a lot. So some of these slow corners, you know, I said they're very inviting. Yeah. So he's behind me at some of these slow corners. He's using his bumper, just bumping me, bumping me, bumping me. Kind of exactly what we would see in a go-kart race. Yeah. And he moved me out of the way a couple times. And we were side by side another time. And he just pushed me right off track into yeah. the grass. Yeah. So I was really frustrated. Like we had been through 
through so much in this race. Yeah. So going through the last corner, I was behind him. I used my bumper on him and it wasn't hard. It wasn't enough to spin him out. I didn't push him off track. I, I simply moved him probably two or three feet at most. It was a very, very light hit. Yeah. And he didn't like that. So we went around the corner. We're coming towards the start finish line. I was ahead of him. And on on the straightaway, he just turned into me, spun me out, and I hit the wall really hard. It destroyed our car. We went from 16th to 35th to where we finished. So it was really frustrating. You know, you guys that follow me may have seen, I was venting on social media. Yes, you were. And it's uncharacteristic of you. You were throwing around (laughs) something. So I'm actually glad that that caused a little resolution on the other side and that he and they kind of stepped up because, you know, one of the things I've seen about you, Josh, is you see it's not about resources. It's about resourcefulness. And how many times have we seen you, Josh Balicki, come from back of the pack? We saw it in uh, Atlanta. We saw it at Daytona and have an extraordinary finish uh, near the front. And, you know, you can't control it what everybody else does around you. You can only control what you yourself do. And you've got incredible skill reaction time that has taken you from the back of the pack more a handful of times to the front. And that's what ultimately we predict at the Zaglato Group is going to bring you into a top 10 finish at some point in the Cup Series um, this year. So very nicely done. Mike, you've got a couple questions as we wrap. Well, Sam, we know we have to ask a question about training development, right? We love training development at Team Ziggler. Josh, you talked to us about the fit light, but what else do you do, you know, outside of racing to get better, train and develop yourself? Yeah. So honestly, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with the Ziggler Marathon, a a lot of cardio, honestly, a lot of cardio, making sure I'm prepared in the race car. You know, it's going to get hot. You know, Circuit of the Americas was a hot race. It was 95 degrees out. So interior temps of the race car was 135, 140 plus. So it's very easy to start feeling worn out if you're not in shape. These races are long too. So a lot of cardio drivers like myself will use a fit light to basically help train our reaction time and get it better. Um, I have a shifter cart. If you guys don't know what a shifter cart is, you can go to my YouTube page and just type in Josh Balicki shifter cart. Very fast go-kart. It's a go-kart, but it's with a 125cc dirt bike engine that has a gearbox. And when they're geared right, they can go up to 125 miles per hour. So that's on a big track. That's that's fast on a go-kart. It's very fast. (laughs) On a normal go-kart track, top speeds will be around 80 to 90, but the zero to 60 is under three seconds, back down to zero miles per hour in another two seconds. So very fast. It's the closest thing to Formula One without actually being Formula One. A lot of Formula One drivers, they they basically hone their skills in go-karts and they still have go-karts and shifter karts. So um, it's snowing right here in Wisconsin right now. I'm looking at my window at about four inches of snow. (laughs) But if all that melts, I'm going to try to go-karting this weekend for the first time this year. That's fantastic. You know, Josh, you have a lot of fans at Team Ziggler and obviously outside our organization. But I got to ask you a question. We talked about all these different style of racetracks, right? And uh, we talked about uh, your last weekend at Coda and Austin, Texas. And that's your kind of your background, that style racetrack. But what's your favorite? What's your favorite track that you race on? Yeah. So like you said, road courses are my background. It's what I grew up go-karting. You know, I started racing go-karts when I was four on road courses. So NASCAR- Four years old? Four years old. Yep. And little go-karts. I'll send you guys some pictures. Maybe we can put them with this. But I mean, my background has always been road racing, road courses, tracks like Circuit of the Americas. Now, a lot of NASCAR drivers come up through circle track racing. So my favorite type of racing is still road course racing. It's what I feel most comfortable at. My favorite track to answer your question is Road America, which I have right in my backyard in Wisconsin here. It's a Team Ziggler race. So I'm so excited to have you guys there. It's a four mile track. I mean, it's basically like a big, beautiful campground. It it really scenic racetrack. I mean, there's, I think there's like 10 different restaurants there at the track. It's my favorite track. I've I've made my first professional road course start there, my first NASCAR start there, had my career best finish in NASCAR for the longest time, and just have so many good memories there. So, Road America. That's fantastic. When's your next race there? 
4th of July weekend with the NASCAR Xfinity Series on Saturday and then the NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday, which Ziegler Auto Group will be the primary sponsor for. So I know we're going to have a lot of Ziegler guests there. So I'm really excited to kind of showcase that the whole track to you guys. Josh, we are so excited to see you race at these coming races, both in Wisconsin and then your next up race, Saturday, April 9th at Martinsville, Virginia, which uh, told us is the oldest track in NASCAR. It's an unusual Saturday night race, half mile track, top speeds 120 and as slow as what were you saying, Josh, the slowest speed at the uh, Martinsville is? Probably all the way down to mid 50s, maybe 60s. It's a very small track, half mile track compared to, I mean, Daytona. We start the year at a two and a half mile track. So to go from a two and a half mile track to half mile track, completely different type of racing. I think that's what makes NASCAR the most unique form of motorsports in the world. We race on half mile circle tracks. We race on road courses. We race on two and a half mile ovals. We race on mile and a half tracks. We race on dirt in three weeks. On Easter weekend, we're racing on dirt. There's no other series in the world that has this type of racing on all these different types of tracks. So yeah, I am very excited for Martinsville. It's a track on my bucket list. It's a very old school track. It's a Saturday night race, so it's uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, Josh, we appreciate you being on the Driving Vision podcast and continuing to uh, do recaps with us here. Will you uh, join us again after your uh, April 22nd, uh, or I'm sorry, April 9th, uh, Martinsville, Virginia race? Absolutely. And we look forward to uh, seeing you as well at the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon on April 23rd and 24th and to uh, compete against you to see how we do against the uh, Fit Lights. So, Josh, we appreciate having you here. Mike, thanks uh, for being here. And uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you both. Hey, everybody. Special edition of the Driving Vision podcast focused on the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon. So with us today is advocate Brian Applin. Brian, welcome to the show. Hi, Sam. So, Brian, is it too late to register for the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon? It is not. It is not too late to register. You can go online and register at ZieglerKalamazooMarathon.com. Awesome. We're so excited to be in Kalamazoo, Michigan for that day for that race. So, Brian, last episode, Mike Van Ryan and I talked about the cool things that the Ziegler Auto Group is bringing to the marathon. So we're going to bring a NASCAR race car driver, Josh Balicki. We're going to bring the hot air balloon. We're going to bring AM Wellness, and you'll actually be able to compete against NASCAR race car driver, Josh Balicki. It'll be a heck of a lot of fun. And we're also bringing something a little bit unexpected. So in the ranks of the Ziegler Auto Group, we have a very pedigreed runner. So welcome to the show today, Ryan Budnick from our Plainwell Chrysler show or Plainwell Chrysler store. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So Ryan, you're going to run the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon and you have a running background. That's right. Yeah, I've been running for almost 12 years now. So when Ziegler announced they're doing this event, I was very excited to be involved in it. So actually, your running predates your sales. So you joined the Ziegler Auto Group how long ago? Almost two years ago now, I started in the sales position. So yeah, I've been running long before that. So I'm excited to kind of merge the two together. So how have you enjoyed selling at the Ziegler Auto Group for the past two years? It's been a tough start. You know, it's hard. It's a big learning curve, but it's brought so many opportunities to me and my family. And I think made me a better person overall. And I really just enjoy being with Ziegler. I think the onboarding process is great. And I've always felt welcome with my coworkers and everything. So so one of the things we talk a lot about, Ryan, is how we seek the best talent everywhere. So we want everyone to bring their strengths. And ultimately, we serve our customers best. So you have a running background. Tell us a little bit about it. You grew up, I think, in Pennsylvania. And you were running for about 12 years. And you were actually a record holder at college that you went to. Tell us a little bit about 
about how you started running 12 years ago, Ryan. Right. Yeah. So I initially started running. My parents signed me up for middle school basketball and basketball is definitely like my, I'm the sport I'm worst at. But during one of the drills, we would, uh, we'd be doing layups. And if you missed it, you had to run around the gym. And so I just found myself just missing on purpose. So I could just keep running around the gym because I just loved it so much. That's awesome. So from there, I compete in the gym class mile and things like that. And just kept getting more and more involved in it since then and ran through high school, through college and was fortunate enough to be on a great team in college and set some records with some friends. And so it was a a good time. That's awesome. So what do you enjoy about running? So when you're out running, whether it is a kid to kind of escape basketball or even today as an adult, as a car salesperson, what is it that attracts you to it? Yeah, that's a tough question. I would say it's a few things. It is a good stress relief. I'm like, I don't, I very rarely listen to music or anything when I run. I just go out and run and listen to my breathing. I think that's therapeutic. But I also just love seeing how far I can push my body and just seeing the different things that you're capable of. It's, it's always very exciting when you think you can't do something and then you finally do it and it just opens up even more like okay well how much further can I go and then that and then the community I've made a lot of my friends that I have are from the running community so that's awesome so going back to Grove City College School you are the record holder is this still today for the 5k the 3k and the distance medley relay yep that's right that's all the record that's amazing and then you're a two-time Pennsylvania State cross country championship team runner-up which is also pretty astounding so what distance will you run at the Ziegler Kalamazoo Marathon I'll be doing the half marathon. Very nice. So I was, that's the plan. This will be my second, or, you know, my third ever half marathon. Very so. nice. So what do you expect? Like, what are your expectations coming into the race day? That's a good question. It's always, my goal is always just to run the fastest I can. I've been doing, been training up to this, got some good workouts in. So I think I can run fast. Um, I was looking at the course map a bit hillier than the last half marathon I ran. But, you know, the goal is just to go out, have a good day, have a good time, and hopefully walk away with a good place. Now, those who see you on race day in Kalamazoo, will actually think you look very similar to our NASCAR race car driver, Josh Balicki. Tell us a little bit about the similarity between the two of you on race day. People say, is it the looks that are similar or the preparation? Or? So you may look similar. So <laughs> help Ryan out. Uh, how will they look similar, I believe? Yeah, so it was pretty cool. We started to talk about Ryan being involved and how he could represent us on race day. And so we kind of went to the workshop, went to the laboratory with Bill Reynolds at Business Rev Solutions, who obviously does all of our gear here at Ziegler. And we were able to put together a special racing singlet for Ryan that's actually going to have a lot of our culture pieces and a lot of really cool artwork on it, but it's actually styled after the race car that Josh Balicki is driving. So you're going to see the signature yellow and the signature white and black of the Ziggler race car, and it's going to be on a uniform there for Ryan to wear during the race. So there, Ryan, you may not have known the uh, similarity, but there will be a similarity. And, you know, I'll tell you, Ryan, what's great. You mentioned the community. So at the Ziggler Kalamazoo Marathon, which is actually a half marathon, the real one, the full marathon returns next year. You're going to have yourself... And I would assume you're kind of at the upper end with the records that you bring to the table and kind of the excitement and anticipation of having you join. But there's also going to be walkers for the half marathon, right? People who are there who want to be there because other people are coming out and they want to enjoy that community and they want to enjoy the action of walking and just being alive. What do you have to say to to people of all different abilities?
facilities who've chosen to run the half marathon this year as part of this event, Brian? Right. I think really all the runners or walkers, no matter your ability level or times you're running, that's really what makes the event exciting. It's just the amount of people that come out. You know, it's, it can be fun to, you know, kind of hide away and train, you know, with just your small group. But really the great thing about running is the energy on race day. And again, that comes from everyone, you know, whether you're walking, doing the 5K, the 10K, the half, whatever you're doing and the spectators, you know, they all bring energy to the event and make it worthwhile to do the training. So I've got a station for you that will be there this year. And I'm curious if you've ever seen this in any of your running events. So there's a station called the Bacon Station. And apparently those that are uh, manning it or staffing the station, they're handing out bacon to runners, Ryan. Will you be taking some of the bacon as you go by? I probably have to say that I won't be taking any bacon. (laughs) Maybe after the race, I'll swing by and grab some. But I've never heard that. Isn't that crazy? I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Yes, that's crazy. And then in front of the uh, Ziegler stores, on Stadium Drive. As you pass there, there will be a a sprinkler tunnel, we believe, and tents. And you'll see a lot of Ziggler team members attired in AM Wellness shirts in honor of that. So to your point about community, it's going to be an exciting day as not only Kalamazoo comes together for this event, but as the whole region comes together and we as a Ziggler auto group come together. What does it mean to you to be part of an auto group that supports this type of an activity running for personal health, whether at a professional or at just an amateur? level or a beginner level. (laughs) Right. I think it says a lot about Ziggler and really their commitment, not only to health, but just to the employees. And that shows that they care about our wellness um, and are willing to put these kind of events on. And I think another cool thing is it'll bring a lot of people together that we don't normally see in everyday working. You know, I don't see people from different stores very often. So it'll be nice to have that community and also shows to the greater community outside of Ziggler that, that we have this great culture and care about our employees. Yeah, that's awesome. I absolutely think that's true. Okay. A few questions for you given your history and the records that you've set. What's your favorite place that you've run? Where do you enjoy running most? That is a really tough question. Probably the first place that comes to mind would be the state championship course for high school in Pennsylvania. It's a very, very hilly course. So it was always kind of that one race that we always had in our minds or almost scared to do, but it's in a pretty cool area. It's right next to the Hershey Chocolate Factory. So I have good memories there. So that'd be, that's a good place, but yeah, it's tough to narrow it down. So you say you don't listen to anything while you run. You like to just be in the environment. A lot of people listen to music as they run. What's your thought process behind not having music or other distractions on? Right. So I guess recently I have listened to podcasts every once in a while on an easy run. But when I'm doing a workout or something focused, I like to take that away because I won't have that on race day. I don't like to, I guess, aid myself in the other way. But also I just like the disconnect. I think we're constantly on our phones or listening to things or watching things. So it can be a good time to just get away from everything and just I think it can be good for you too. So in a half marathon, do you ever hit a wall? Is there a mileage area where you kind of hit a wall where it's like, oh, this is tough. And then you have to get past it. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad as, as a marathon from what I hear. I've never raced a marathon, but the last half I did around mile 10 or 11, it starts getting really hard. And I'd say maybe with a mile to go, you're just barely hanging on to whatever. It all depends how the race goes, but I'd say, yeah, maybe that 10 to 11 mile mark is when things start going south. So for Team Ziggler and those listening to the Driving Vision podcast, what do you do to get through that challenge, that mental challenge? That's a great question. The thing that I always do is just break the distance down. So instead of thinking, oh man, I have three miles to go or I have two miles to go, think, okay, I'll just make it to the end of the street. And if I can do that, then I'll maybe I'll feel better once that happens. Because you can always, you get so caught up in thinking about what's going to happen that you forget about what's going on right now. So the best thing I would do is just say, okay, you know, given the circumstances, what's the best thing? 
thing I can do right now to make sure that I finish well. And for me, that's often just, okay, let me get to this corner. Like let's, or the next two minutes, you know, I'll just gut it out and see how I feel. Cause oftentimes you'll, it's mostly mental yeah. and you'll get out of that lull and feel better. Isn't it interesting, Ryan, how racing really is, it's a team event and it's a community, but it's so personal, right? Like so right. much of what you do as you succeed in running or walking or being outside that way is in your head. And so much of it is getting through whatever it is in your head to achieve and accomplish the goals. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. It is a huge portion mental. And I think having the crowds helps too. That's why race day is so fun. Yeah, well, we're all excited to be there with you. We'll be excited and we'll be watching for the person that looks similar to Josh Balicki, both in looks, I would say yes, but also <laughs> uh, the gear you'll be donning. And we're excited to see how you do with no pressure for anyone else, myself included. We're all <laughs> going to come out and walk and run our own race and just enjoy being together as a community in Kalamazoo of both those living there and in that region, but then also as part of Team Ziggler. So Ryan, any last words for those who may be attending the Ziggler Kalamazoo Marathon on the 24th? Just keep getting your training in, get excited, and it'll be a fun time seeing you guys out on the course as well. Awesome. Well, Ziggler, Plainwell Chrysler salesperson and team member, and also a multiple disc record breaker in Pennsylvania, Ryan Budnick, we appreciate having you on here. And Brian Applin, we appreciate you being here as well. And we'll see you guys all on race day. We'll see you then. Thank you, Josh Balicki, Ryan Budnick, Ziegler CFO Dan Scheid, and the entire team at Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates for contributing to this podcast episode. And thank you for listening and making us one of the best podcasts out there. And until next week, how are you driving vision today? Today.